Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. You know, life is an epic journey, and we want to live it unleashed. God offers us a passionate life. This is a life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. Hey, that is the life that we want to experience because it's what God offers us. And so here on the Living Unleashed podcast, we are intentionally shaping our lives that we might experience this Living Unleashed life. This week, we've been looking at hope, and specifically why we have hope, why that's so important, and how that is integral to the Living Unleashed life. It is really important because it is something God offers us, plus as we live it, we experience Living Unleashed in our lives, plus by having hope, we are offering hope to others. So it has this ongoing chain, if you will, that works together. And so we've talked about that this week. You know, we've addressed the idea of hope versus fatalism and how easy it is to fall into a fatalistic type of thinking. We've also talked about how light and darkness kind of is an illustration for hope and fatalism and how Jesus came to be light in the darkness and because of what he has done for us, because of how he is now in us, we are light in the darkness because of his light that shines in us. Yesterday, we took a little bit of time to to flesh that out by looking at Ezekiel's vision of the Valley of Dry Bones and and that hope, even in the midst of death, even at not not just death like immediate death, but Death that is so dead, there's no flesh left. It's just a pile of bones. I mean, that's pretty dead, and that's pretty hopeless. But even in that situation, uh, Ezekiel kind of defers to God when God says, can these bones live? (laughs) And Ezekiel says, well, God, only you know. And that's hope versus a fatalism. Fatalism would be looking at and say, no way in this world do those bones live again. Uh, It is just what it is. It's already happened. Death has happened, decay has happened, dryness has set in, there's no life. God says, watch this, all right? And then he employs Ezekiel, you'll recall, to do it. Uh, He works through Ezekiel. Ezekiel not only gets, he doesn't just sit back and say, yes, God, I have hope you can do something. If you really got hope, then God's going to employ you to trust him and to live that hope out. And that's what Ezekiel did, because God said, all right, you think I can do it? Prophesy to the bones to live, (laughs) right? Okay. I mean, it's just this awesome moment. So I want to talk a little bit more today about why do we have this hope? And we, I I want us to do that by jumping over to Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. And in that, Paul writes, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery. And what's the mystery? It's this. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the mystery that God has set out to be revealed to the world is this, Christ in us. And what, is, what does it mean for Christ to be in us? Well, that's the hope of glory. 
This is one of the reasons that the Living Unleashed life is defined by hope, because life in Christ is about hope. There is this hope that we have, and it's here Paul refers it to refers to it as the hope of glory. So, so what is that referring to? Well, see, we have the hope of glory because of the work that Christ has done. In his death and resurrection, he defeated sin, he defeated Satan, he defeated death, cheated it, man, and overcame it. He is the ultimate victor. And now, because he is in us, that means that the one who has overcome sin, Satan, and death, okay, overcome the grave, is in us. So that means we have hope. Why? Because it's Christ in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You see, if Christ is victorious and he is in us, then we're victorious, right? So I have this hope. I have this hope. This hope is not, I I can't express this enough. Hope is not wishful thinking. Let me say that again. Hope is not wishful thinking. Hope is based upon, predicated by a belief, a belief that something will transpire, a belief that something is going to take place. It's not just a wish. Even though in our language, we have a tendency to supplement or or replace the word wish with hope. Oh, I hope I get to go to Hawaii sometime. Well, unless I'm saying, man, hey, I hope to go to Hawaii. In other words, I'm working for it. I'm saving for it. I'm, I, I'm putting money back for it. I, there's some this hope I have to be there. I'm, there's steps I'm taking. A wish is just, you know, a dream. Yeah, kind of hope I get to go to Hawaii sometime, but I'm not doing anything. I'm not preparing for that. Then that's not a hope. That's a wish that I'm just going to leave to chance. That maybe it'll happen someday. Maybe it won't. But if I hope. You know, when I went to school, I set out to do the work because I hoped to graduate. I had this hope that I was going to graduate, that if I did the work, I would graduate, okay, and I would get the degree. It's the same way here. This Christ is in us, so I have the hope of glory, the hope of the life to come. Why? Because Jesus has already overcame. He's the victor. He is alive in me. That's the mystery. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. That is the point. And so he's alive in me, so I have hope. That's why if the enemy convinces us to be hopeless, he's doing that to try to undo, unravel the very thing that Christ has already done for us. He has to manage to convince us of something that's not actually reality. See, when we get hopeless, when we get to feeling hopeless, that's not our reality. Because our reality is Christ in us, the hope of glory. That doesn't change. The enemy cannot take that away. So all he can do is try to convince you that the situation is hopeless. In other words, get you to take your eyes off of Jesus, get you to alter that belief, somehow cause doubt, and to change that belief that Christ is in you. And if he can do that, then he's got you. Not because he changed your reality, 
but because he deceived you. And that's why he's the father of lies. He's the great deceiver. He can't change your reality. He can only lie to you, deceive you, try to get you to believe something else. He cannot change that it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He can't change that. That's something Jesus did. And that's something God has done through his son. And he can't undo what Christ did on the cross. He just can't do it. I mean, he got whooped. Jesus is the victor. And so all he can do is try to deceive the rest of humanity about who God is, who Jesus is, and what he's done, and what hope we can have. And that's what he doesn't want us to believe. That's what the enemy is trying to strip away from us. He cannot strip the actual reality. He can only try to convince us of something that is different, which is really not reality at all. And and so that's why if you follow the line of thinking in Colossians, you know, you end up over there at Colossians 3, when it says in verse 1, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, uh, one translation adds real in there, says who is your real life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So it it says it's predicated on since you have been raised with Christ, okay? And then verse 3, it says, for you died, and then it gets to the, the present, okay? Since you've been raised with Christ, set your heart on minds on things above. For you died, and now your life is hidden with Christ in God. All right? So we have these new realities. These are the realities. These don't change. The enemy cannot take these away. He can only look to deceive us. He can only look to try to trick us, lie to us, because Jesus is our hope, and he is in us. And if he's in us, he's the victor, so therefore we're victorious. He overcame Satan, so Satan can't overcome us. He defeated death. Therefore, death is no match for us. We have eternal life, right? He broke the power of sin. So sin doesn't have to hold on to us anymore. If I read, it can't unless we submit to it, unless we allow it. If we just stick with Jesus, we're going to live unleashed. And that's what I want you to hear today, okay? That's why we have this hope, man. That's why we keep talking about hope. So live hope-filled today. I really want you to stop and think for a while, just realize and kind of think on, Jesus is in me. He's victorious, so I'm victorious. Just keep telling yourself that Jesus is in me. He's victorious, therefore I'm victorious. Jesus is in me. He is victorious, therefore I am victorious. You are going to shake the gates of hell as you keep saying that, because the enemy realized his deception will no longer work. Hey, I hope you have an awesome and an amazing day. Uh, Just keep on knowing hope in your own life and sharing that hope with others. Remember, you can't live the Living Unleashed life unless you're giving it away. So just do that today. Share that hope. Spread that hope around. And as always, I pray that you will keep on living unleashed.